Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five. Four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Power and a Half Hour, and I'm Coach Mark. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful. I hope you guys are ready. We have a great show today, all right? So the quote that I'm going to start today's show with is, love is the bridge between you and and everything. Let me say that one again. Love is the bridge between you and everything. And that comes from one of my favorite Sufi poets, Rumi. All right. The title of today's show is nothing but love. I got nothing but love for you guys. All right. Nothing but love. I want to thank you all for listening. I want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of these shows, you can go to www.powerhh.com. Or if you're not friends on Facebook, find me on Facebook. My name on Facebook is Mark Star, M-A-R-K-S-T-A-R-R. And we also have a Power and a Half Hour Facebook group that you can go ahead and uh, send a request and we'll go ahead and add you to that Facebook group. Alrighty. And uh, on Instagram and Twitter, I'm at Coach Mark Speaks. All right. And last announcement before we go ahead and get started is I have a daily message service. So if you'd like to be added to that, where it sends you out a daily inspirational, motivational message every single morning, go ahead and text BBD, that's Boy Boy Dog, to 411247. All right. Are you guys ready? Profile number one, Kenneth Langon. He's the co-founder of Home Depot, the co-founder that you never hear about. Now, Kenneth was born in Rosalind Heights, New York, to an Italian-American working-class parents. His father was a plumber, and his mother was a cafeteria worker. Now, while a student at Bucknell University, Kevin worked various jobs such as a butcher's assistant, a caddy, and a ditch digger. Now, here it is. This guy didn't come from rich parents, right? And while he was in college, he had to work extremely hard. This guy was a ditch digger and a butcher's assistant. Can you imagine that? Now, after Kenneth graduated, he went to Manhattan, New York, where he attended the New York University Stern School of Business at night while working full time in the day. Kenneth began his career at a Wall Street financial services company called R.W. Pressbridge. Now, Kenneth would soon persuade Ross Perot in letting Pressbridge handle the IPO of Ross Perot's company, Electronic Data Systems. Kenneth soon after became the president of Pressbridge. Now, five years later, Kenneth left to start a new venture capital firm called Invamed. He then began to study the home improvement business and eventually bought stock in Handy Dandy, a home improvement chain. This led him to forming a relationship with Bernard Marcus and Arthur Blank. Soon after, Bernie Marcus and Arthur Blank were fired and Kenneth organized the financing for them to start the Home Depot. 
Home Depot is now a national chain with over 370,000 employees with a market capitalization of 150 billion with a B dollars. As of 2015, Kevin Kenneth has a net worth of $2.7 billion. All right. Here it is. Like I said, this guy didn't start on the right side of the tracks, started from absolutely nothing. His parents were poor, right? His dad was a plumber and his mom was a cafeteria worker. So now all rich people grew up with money, right? And if these people can do it, we can do it as well. I tell people all the time, if you tally up the 100 richest people in America, over 75% of them are self-made. And when I hear stats like that, it just gives me confidence that I can do it as well too. All right. Profile number two, Lonnie Johnson, who is an engineer and an inventor. Now, Lonnie Johnson was born in Mobile, Alabama. His father was a World War II veteran who worked as a civilian driver at nearby Air Force bases while his mother worked in a laundry as a, and as a nurse's aide. Now, during the summers, both of Lonnie's parents also picked cotton on his grandfather's farm. Lonnie's father was a skilled handyman who taught his children to build their own toys. Now, when Lonnie was still a small boy, he and his dad built a pressurized China berry shooter out of bamboo shoots. At the age of 13, Lonnie attached a lawnmower engine to a go-kart that he built from junkyard scraps and raced it along the highway until the police pulled him over. Now, Lonnie always dreamed of becoming an inventor. During his teenage years, he began to grow more curious about the way things worked. He would tear up his sister's baby dolls to see what made the eyes close. Another time, he nearly burned the house down when he attempted to cook up rocket fuel in one of his mother's saucepans and his concoction exploded. Now, Lonnie grew up in Mobile, Alabama during the days of legal segregation and was told that he would never be more than a technician by his teachers. That is absolutely horrible. They're trying to limit this kid, right? But Lonnie was inspired by the story of African-American inventor George Washington Carver, and he knew it was possible for him also to become an inventor. That's why we studied these super amazing people because when we hear their stories then we know that it's possible for us to do the same thing as well right now Lonnie would have listened to the teachers and everybody around him telling him that all he would become is just a technician that's all he would have became but because he saw an example of somebody else that looked like him that came from a similar background as him become very successful he knew he could do it too now after graduating high school Lonnie attended Tuskegee University on a scholarship. He earned a bachelor's degree in mechanical engineering in 1973 and two years later received a master's degree in nuclear engineering. Lonnie then went on to join the U.S. Air Force where he was an important member of the government scientific establishment. He was assigned to the Strategic Air Command where he helped develop the stealth bomber program. Lonnie then moved on to work with NASA working as an engineer for the Galileo mission to Jupiter and the Cassini mission to Saturn. Now, despite being super busy with his day job, Lonnie continued to pursue his inventions in his spare time. He didn't allow the fact that he had a job. I hear that all the time. Coach Mark, 
I can't work on what it is that I want to work on because I have a day job. Nah, if it's really important to you, you're going to make the time. Of course, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. Of course, you're going to have to make some sacrifices. But if it's important for you, you will make the sacrifices and you will make the time. Now, in 1982, Lonnie finally completed completed a prototype of an invention he created that was an environmentally friendly heat pump that used water instead of Freon. Lonnie tested it in his bathroom where he aimed the nozzle into his bathtub and pulled the lever and blasted a powerful stream of water into the tub. This was the discovery of the super soaker. In 1989, After seven years of perfecting his invention and tireless sales pitching, and during this time he also left the Air Force to go into business for himself, Lonnie finally sold the device to the Larami Corporation. Initially, it was called the Power Drencher, but it failed to make much of a commercial impact. So they soon changed the marketing and they changed the name to the Super Soaker. It became massively, massively successful. In 1991, the Super Soaker did over $200 million in sales and has gone on to become one of the world's top 20 best-selling toys of all time. The Super Super Soaker has generated more than $1 billion. Can you believe that? $1 billion in sales? This water gun? This water gun has generated over $1 billion in sales. And in 2013... Lonnie and his company was rewarded nearly $73 million for unpaid royalties from 2007 to 2012 from Hasbro, the company that acquired Larami. Lonnie currently holds more than 80 patents with more than 20 pending and still develops amazing products. An amazing story. Profile number three, John Hunt. Now, John Hunt is a British property entrepreneur and is the founder of the UK real estate agency Foxton's. John began his property career at age 19 when he borrowed 100 pounds, which is the equivalent of $150 to buy a one bedroom conversion in Walton Road for 4,500 pounds, roughly around $7,000. Then at age 28, John founded Foxton's with a school friend, Anthony Della Grinelli, who put in 30,000 pounds to fund the business in its first year. John set his company apart from competing agents by having his company open for 74 hours a week, including in the evening and the weekend. This is how he set himself apart. Everybody else was working 40 hours a week, right? Now, rather than the conventional 40 hours a week worked by rival real estate agents, he knew he had to come in and make a splash. He knew he had to do something different than everybody else. See, he's working almost double the hours, but guess what? It paid off. During John's time at Foxton's, he grew the company to over 20 branches and over 1,600 employees in the UK and the United States. In May 2007, John sold the company to a private equity group for 375 million pounds, the equivalent of 562 million dollars, just before the housing market crashed. John currently owns various other businesses and investments and has a current net worth of one billion pounds or 1.5 billion U.S. dollars. A lot of people come up to me and ask me about real estate, say they don't have any money. Here it is. This guy started 
with a loan of a hundred pounds, which is a hundred and fifty dollars, and built a one billion dollar empire. Now, I recently uh, took this Brian Tracy course and. The information that I received was absolutely phenomenal. So most of the stuff that I'm going to teach tonight is stuff that I learned on this course. Now, your ability to get into and maintain long-term loving relationships with other people and especially with one another, with another person tells how fully developed you really are. Everything that you've become as a human being and as a person is captured in the quality of your dealings with other people. It's estimated that 85% of the happiness that you enjoy and experience in life will come from the relations that you have with other people. And while that is true, 85% of your unhappiness and frustrations will come from problems and issues that you have with other people. I want to say 100%, especially those that are closest to you. So if you would like to become and stay happy, it's in your best interest to learn everything that you can on forming and enjoying loving relations, relationships with other people. Now, there are many various types of love, including romantic love, self-love, love for mankind, love of family members, and so on. For each person, the amount of love that they need to feel fulfilled is different. As humans, we continually strive forward to the major sources of love in our lives. It has been said that everything that we do is either to get love or compensate or compensate for the lack of love. Almost all. Now, listen to this. Almost all personality problems can be traced back to the love that was withheld in early childhood. When I came across this information, it blew me away. Now, most adults spend their life getting over everything they experienced in the first five years of their life, which is usually a mixture of inappropriate displays of love, punishment, criticism, and negativity. The adult personality is healthy to to the degree to which the child received a high quality and quantity of love during the first three to five years of their life. Let me repeat that because this is really important. The adult personality is healthy to the degree to which the child received a high quality and quantity of love during the first three to five years of their life. If there was a breakdown of love at this time, the adult will manifest these shortages and deficiencies in his or her relationship with other members of the opposite sex when they grow up. Now, marketing professor and sociologist Dr. Morris Massey says that as adults, we seek for what we most felt that we were deprived of as children. Let me repeat that. As adults, we seek for what we felt that we were most deprived of as children. We are driven to fulfill a gap or deficit that arose in us in early childhood. And most times we are completely unaware of this. Now, because love is not simple, it is very important. It's in our best interest to learn as much about it as we can. Knowledge around the subject of love can have a tremendous impact on our relationship with others and give us the tools that we need to be more happy with other people. One thing is true about love. The more of it that you have of it for others, the more of it you have for yourself. 
Love only grows by sharing. Let me repeat that. Love only grows by sharing. The more of it you give away, the more of it that you have. The opposite is also true. The less of it you give away, the less of it you have for yourself, which explains the source of a lot of unhappiness. Now, the best teachers that we have for unselfish and unconditional love is children. Children in their early years are like sponges for love. They can absorb endless amounts of love and they need love like we need air to breathe. Children can take all the love that we have and then even some more. As humans, we are designed to not only seek and receive love, but to also give love to others. And we feel the most fully alive in our lives when we're pouring out our love to another person. Today, we're going to discuss the love between two adults. We're going to go over the laws of love and relationships. These laws will help to enhance and improve any relationship and allow you to be more effective in dealing with others that you love. The first law of love and relationships is the law of commitment. That's right. I said it, the C word, the law of commitment. This law says that the level of commitment is the critical element that determines the long-term health and happiness of a relationship. In every study that has been done, it has been found that men and women that are found to be the happiest with each other over a long period of time were those that were totally committed to each other and to their relationship. They never considered or discussed the possibility of the relationship not working out. It never entered their minds whether or not the relationship would last. It was just an accepted fact. Now, one of the things that happens that hampers relationships is the go halfway mentality. This is when one or both parties are not willing to make a total 100% commitment to the relationship. One or both of them is half in and half out trying to play it safe. This lack of commitment triggers fears, rejection, and non-acceptance and leads to a tremendous amount of unhappiness and tension in the relationship. And one of the examples of this is like if a husband and wife or even a girlfriend and boyfriend that are living together and then now one person buys the kitchen table and now they put their name on it. One person buys the bed and they, that's my bed. That's my TV. That's my this. That's my that. And it's almost like they're preparing for the relationship to end so that when it ends, they can gather up all this stuff. That's when you have one foot in and one foot out. The second law of love and relationships is the law of value. Now, this law states that love is a response to value. You always love in another what you most admire and respect in a human being. Essentially, you are attracted to those that have the qualities that you feel are ideal in another person. Now, the first part of this law states that when you love and respect a quality or virtue, you tend to love and respect another person who appears to have it. Part two of this law says that in a love relationship, you tend to love and be more compatible with another person who possess qualities you admire and which are complementary to your own. Now, part three of this law states that men and women seek balance and completeness by finding another who appears to be a completion of themselves. Essentially, we seek people that have strengths 
where we have weaknesses. When two people are ideal for each other, they balance each other out. All right? Now, the third law of love and relationships is the law of compatibility, which states people are more compatible together when they are most similar in beliefs, attitudes, values, and ambitions. Let me repeat that. The law of compatibility states that people are more compatible together when they're most similar in beliefs, attitudes, values, and ambitions. Compatibility is one of the most important factors in determining the long-term health and happiness of two people in a relationship. That's why you see people that get together because they're attracted to each other. And then a couple months later, it doesn't work out because they're not compatible. Now, long-term happiness depends on a high level of harmony and peace, which is only possible if the essential parts of life are largely resolved and beyond argument. For example, the number one cause of turmoil in a relationship is disagreements over money. If the two people in the relationship have different attitudes about the earning, spending, and saving of money, it will lead to continual clashes. It's only when two people have the same attitude towards money that it doesn't become a source of argument or disagreement. If two people can't get along, if they're fighting over everything, that relationship will eventually end. That's why it is so important to make sure that you get into these type of relationships with people that you are compatible with because the the looks and all that other stuff fades away, right? You got to be with someone that you you at least, not saying that you're going to agree with everything that they do, but you two are compatible, Now, the fourth law of love and relationships is the law of communication. This law states that the essence of a happy relationship is good communication between the two people. But there are differences in the way that men and women communicate. Men tend to be direct and women tend to be indirect. Men tend to resolve differences of opinion by speaking louder and faster. Women tend to resolve disagreements by finding common ground and approaching the situation with greater sensitivity. The second part of this law states that you should never assume that you understand what the other is thinking and feeling. I guess why they, that's why they came out with that book. Men are from Mars and women are from Venus, right? Now, if you have any doubt at all, you probably are completely wrong about what is going on. The key is to always seek to understand the other person before you seek for them to understand you. Let me repeat that. The key is to always seek to understand the other person before you seek for them to understand you. The more you put your focus on understanding, the better the quality of your communication and thus your relationship. Now, the fifth law of love and relationships is the law of attention. This law states that you always pay attention to and are most interested in what you love most and value. You are always attracted to the type of person that you find most valuable and worthwhile. Now, what generally attracts your attention in all areas is a good indication of who you are and what interests you the most. Now, the first part of this law states that you tend to ignore what you don't value. Now, when you ignore or seem to ignore another person, you send a message to that other person that you don't feel that they are valuable. Sometimes we inadvertently do this to the people we love, which leads to problems in our relationships. 
Part two of the law of attention states that sincere, attentive listening to another is the highest form of love and sensitivity. Patient, uninterrupted listening is one of the highest forms of flattery. This is the way you tell the other person that you feel them to be important and of value. Now, part three of this law of attention states that listening builds trust, which is the foundation of all lasting relationships. Whenever you listen to another person, you tell the person how much you value them and how important what he or she is saying to you. Now, the sixth law of love and relationships is the law of self-esteem. This law states that everything you do in life is either to increase or to protect your self-esteem and sense of personal value and worth. You are always most attracted to people and situations that build and reinforce your sense of personal value. At the same time, you tend to be repelled by people that threaten or harm your self-esteem. Now, the first part of this law states that you will tend to be happiest with a person who makes you feel good about yourself. You pick out a person to love that helps you to feel the best about yourself. The second part of this law states that everything you do to raise the self-esteem of another causes your self-esteem to go up and makes you like yourself more. Everything you do to help others feel better about themselves causes you to feel better about yourself. Now, the third part of this law states that you can make more friends in a couple of days by becoming generally interested in others than you can in a year trying to get others interested in you. Now, this is an important principle from Dale Carnegie's Carnegie's book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Now, there are five more laws, but we've run out of time. All right. All right. Well, that's all I have for you on today's show. Want to remind you, if ever you want to go back and re-listen to any of the previous shows, all you have to do is go to www.powerhh.com. That's www.powerhh.com. If you are here in the United States and you want to ever listen live to any of my live weekly calls, you can call in at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Monday night. That's Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the call-in number is 404-793-7050. I would love to have you on the live call, but you have to get in early because we only allow a certain amount of people in, and those seats usually fill up pretty early, all right? So uh, call in a few minutes early. Um, What else do we have? Oh, share this with three friends, right? You have three friends that I know they're trying to improve their lives, or maybe you just have three people who you need their lives to be improved, so they're not always asking you for stuff, right? So make sure you share this with your friends, all right? Share it. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this show on or have them go to my website, www.powerhh.com. All right? Don't forget to find me on Facebook. Facebook. Uh, My name on Facebook is Mark Starr. Uh, Instagram at Coach Mark Speaks. Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. And join our Facebook group, Power in a Half Hour. All right? So the quote that I'm going to end today's show with is, the only thing we never get enough of is love. And the only thing we never give enough of 
is love. And that's from Henry Miller. Thank you all. And until the next show. Thanks for listening to Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. To listen or re-listen, go to powerinahalfhour.com. Follow Coach Mark on Instagram and Twitter at Coach Mark Speaks. Find Coach Mark on Facebook by searching for Mark Star. Like our Facebook fan page, Power in a Half Hour, and join our Power in a Half Hour Facebook group. See you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.